The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 271 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Our friends at Absurdist Productions have a new game called Paleovet. You might remember Absurdist and their creation of Chihuahua. Joining us to talk about Paleovet are William Thompson and David Thomas. Guys, welcome back to the show. It's good Thanks to be back. Yes. So tell us about Paleovet. So Paleovet is a card and dice game about being a veterinarian for dinosaurs. So the story of this game is that the big dinosaur park has failed as they tend to do, but the, the dinosaurs are still roaming free on the island and you are the brave paleo veterinarians who are going there to help make sure these animals survive, uh, you know, modern microbes, just general injuries and things like that. And so the game is um, about drafting these dinosaur cards into your hospital area, which is sort of a tableau in front of you and then rolling some special dice that have different treatments on them that you need to match to the to the uh, symbols on the cards for what they individual dinosaurs need. But on top of this, you can also use tranquilizer um, symbols on the dice to draft in more dinosaurs. You can um, purchase upgrades that give you extra rerolls and different effects. Uh, the dinosaurs themselves have different effects while they're in your hospital or when you cure them. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to manipulate the probability and the strategy and things. Um, but also the dinosaurs only sleep for so long. So you've got so many turns to cure each one before it wakes up. And if it wakes up, it runs away and it's lost. And if it happens to be a carnivore, it takes another card with it. So there's a little bit of a push your luck mechanic there insofar as you've got to make sure you get these things down um, and cured before, uh, before they wake up and take off on you. Is there an extra bonus for trying to help a carnivore because of the risk that you, that's involved? The carnivore, yeah. yeah, each each card has a, has a point value on it, mm -hmm. and the carnivores are worth slightly more points than the herbivores, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so we, how, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, David. I was saying, yeah, so we kind of, we balanced the risk there. Mm -hmm. So how long does it take to put together a game like this? Oh, this one, I think, um, so I started working on this in 2019. Um, I think we had a pretty good working prototype after about six months or so about that um, yeah yeah and then we worked on kind of refining it we added a few mechanics like the upgrade cards that let you you know have these permanent effects that do things because we we you know playing it people you know sort of realized that they wanted some more ways that they could sort of manipulate their roles and control what's going on and some more options so we added those a little bit later on i think after about a year this game was pretty close um, we continued to refine some of the balance on it yeah. after that um yeah, and then close. we moved in i'll oh, go ahead so yeah, it was it was very close. Really, I mean, it we probably would have had it done done by middle to the end of 2020, but you know, as as with everybody else, COVID slowed us down dramatically. Yeah. It slowed everybody down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then you go out and you play test it. How long have you been play testing it? 
I'll let you take that one, Dave. You did most of the play uh, testing. Yeah, we, I mean, we've been play testing it since about mid 2019 ish. Mm -hmm. um, basically, once uh, Will had that first kind of ro working prototype, I was out there play testing it as much as I could. That, that's the big area where uh, COVID slowed us down. Is all our play testing events for you know a, over a year got canceled. So it was we did some online play testing um, using a software called Tabletop Simulator. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when possible with people who I knew were, were safe, I tried to do some little play testing events, but we didn't get nearly as much testing as we would have liked during that time. So we had to kind of start ramping that back up about mid 2021. A tabletop simulator is used mostly for games that exist. How diff more difficult was it to put together something that didn't actually exist in its files? Well, it's, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not as hard as you'd think. Um, it definitely takes, um, there's a little bit of a learning curve to it, mm -hmm. but tabletop simulator actually makes it pretty easy to upload files. And so once you know, like the formats and file types and things you need, it's just usually mostly just a matter of uploading, um, you know, image files and then assigning them to certain types of components. Um, it gets a little more complicated with if certain games when you have components that aren't really like common and standard things. Right. But for PaleoVet, it really wasn't that hard. It was just a matter of going, okay, this is what the dice files need to look like. This is what the card files need to look like and then uploading them and setting it all up. Um, we did have somebody who volunteered and I really appreciate this volunteered to go in and um, revamp it and do a scripted version so that it automatically sets it up and does some cool things like that. And that's a little bit beyond, yeah, that's a little bit beyond my um, ability, but we did have a fan who just like took it upon himself to go in and do that because he liked the game. So yeah. that's, that was Very pretty cool. cool. That's wonderful. Cause yeah, I, I, I mean, creating a game is one thing, but creating a game to be on a computer, there's macros and stuff that just, that other people are much more skilled at doing. It, it's becoming a bigger part of the industry though. It's yeah. like, you know, if you don't have the skills, find people who do. So like, you know, we got lucky with that, that guy, he, he literally, he, uh, he'd made it for himself as a mod reached out to us and said, Hey, you know, I made this. Is it okay if I put it out there for people? We said, yes, that that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. And if, um, if you have tabletop simulator, like once our Kickstarter launches, there'll be a link on the page to go there and play that version. If you just want to get, try the game out. Oh, so you can awesome. just go in and, and if you, you have to own the software already, but if you already mm -hmm. own it, then you can just go and try it and play it for free. And it is, it is this version that, um, that a fan made. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So when, so you got a Kickstarter going, when's the Kickstarter start starting? It will start on the 19th. It'll start on Tuesday. Awesome. Um, so we are, yeah, right now just finalizing all those little details and trying to proofread and make sure all the images and everything are good. Um, but yeah, we, we are pretty much set to go um, to launch the morning of the 19th. Great. How much are you guys wanting to, wanting to raise? So our base goal is going to be $9,000. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, that will get us the base version of the game at a fairly low print run, but we are absolutely hoping and expecting actually to go pretty far above that. We've got some really cool stretch goals mm -hmm. um, planned. Um, so we're, we're really hoping we fund above that, but I think we're, we'll definitely hit that 9,000 pretty easily. Yeah, uh, and uh, talk to me about some of the stretch goals. So we've got a few things in there. So some, some of them are kind of basic things you see on a lot of Kickstarters, like some little upgrades to the, the quality of the cards and the finish on the box and things like that. Um, some of the more cool ones, we've got um, a solo mode that we're doing. So a solo yep. version of the game. And we're still doing a little bit of testing on that, but it's running pretty well. Um, and that'll be a stretch goal. We've got a, a first player little dinosaur token meeple that you can get as a stretch goal. We've got... Um, 
uh, a few other things like that, like we're keeping it a little basic, but a little bit, uh, but there's still some, some really neat things. And I'm really hoping we can get into some of the stuff like that, uh, like the solo mode. Yep. And we are for the, the campaign itself, we're doing a basic version, which is, you know, what you kind of your standard retail version, which is going to be all cardboard, um, except for the, the one, the uh, sleep tokens, which are going to be little plastic tokens. And then a deluxe version where we're upgrading um, a few little things in there. You're getting some nice uh, player. Each player will have their own little play mat for their hospital. Um, there's going to be a clear acrylic tokens for the, uh, the DNA tokens, wild tokens, so that they kind of look kind of like amber. Yes, yes. Um, the little little amber DNA tokens. Um, and, you know, so we'll, we'll have the, the base version, the deluxe version. The base version is going to be, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Will, we set it on uh, basically $40, $39.99 for the base version yeah. and 50 59. or – it's 59 60, for the, 60 for the deluxe. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a really great price for some of these. I mean, that's, that's a typical price for a game. Yeah. yeah. And it, it comes with, you know, it's got like 28 custom dice in there, which is a big part of the cost of the game. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, we're, we tried to make it as affordable as we possibly could. Yeah. And what are some of the, your levels for, for people besides it just, is it just the two game levels? It's Mine? just those two. Okay. Um, we'll have a retailer option too, but basically, okay. yeah, just those two. We're keeping it pretty simple. Um, because as we've kind of done these and messed with things, we've tried different add-ons and different options. And the more we do it, the more we realize that most people just want to go for the simplicity of, I want this version or I want this version. And mm -hmm. that's it. Um, and that works better. And it's simpler for us. It's cheaper overall because it, you know, it gets rid of some of the complexity and things. So it lets us keep prices a little bit lower. Um, so that's all really good. So we're just keeping it, yeah, we're just keeping it simple. You uh, start the Kickstarter on Tuesday the 19th. How long is it running? It will run 30 days. It will run 30 days. Great. Yeah. And I, you know why we had you guys on when you did the Kickstarter for Chihuascaria and how, how, how I know that did, I know it did made its goal. How well did that do? So we made a little over $10,000 on Kickstarter with uh, Chihuascaria and we have since then sold, um, including the Kickstarter, almost a thousand copies of, uh, of it. We're about out of our first print run. So um, here in the next few months after we finish up with, uh, with PaleoVet, we're probably going to start talking about the possibility, and I don't want to get anybody's hopes up yet, but the possibility of doing a second edition, a second print run of that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it'll really uh, depend on how well uh, PaleoVet does on whether we have the funding to, to do it. But um, yeah, I have been uh, working on some some revamps of the rule book to kind of clean it up, make it a little clearer, um, and some you know, always have ideas for some expansion stuff out there. So we'll we'll see how PaleoVet does, and then uh, what we can do to get a second version of Chioscari out there. Yeah. So you've got does having a base with with Chioscari and having kind of fans already from that help you as you you've gone on to try to play PaleoVet? I think it has. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it definitely has. We've definitely had um, a lot of people from the, that campaign and from that have you know that have purchased uh, Chioscaria since then, who have sort of signed up and are on our mailing list. Um, and so those people, we're hoping a lot of them come back for this campaign. Um, and you know, and it just as far as like a marketing standpoint, it's also great because the more we build up that that mailing list and know who our customers are, it helps us target ads better and things like that so that we can get the word out to more people who are most likely to, you know, to like our games. So that's, that's yep. really helpful as well. And have they been going out to the events now that we're, we're back open to, to play test your guys' games? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
we uh, we went to SoonerCon uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and that was really great. Uh, we went to TokenCon, and we had a great time at TokenCon, did really great there as well. Um, and those are the two big local events we've gone to. We haven't gone to any big um, like national events or anything yet, but we are um, we are talking about that and planning planning on that. And we definitely will be hitting some more things once we have uh, you know copies of PaleoVet in hand. And it's got to be weird when people are playing the game and then you go, well, you can't get it yet. You have to wait just a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a balance of that because it's definitely great to be able to go to these conventions, you know, and sell copies of Churiscaria and mm-hmm. sell copies of our, our little RPG um, adventures and things like that. And, and, um, and that always does really well for us, but then also to test these games, you know, and we will hand out flyers when they're like, Hey, sign up, you know, I try to get people to sign up on our mailing list right there. So they know when it's coming out, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's definitely a, um, a little bit of a balancing act of, you know, selling your current stuff and like trying to promote your new stuff and whatever. And has there been a lot of excitement ready for, for the Kickstarter start? I think so. I think so. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're getting, uh, we're getting some buzz. And every time we're out at an event or somewhere, people get super excited about it. Like mm-hmm. people love dinosaurs. They love the art. We've got this beautiful kind of like semi-realistic storybook kind of art that, um, that I just love uh on on there and anytime somebody sees it or they just see that there's a game about dinosaurs they just get worked up we get we get people who are, who are really into it and I, I love seeing that because i'm also a big dinosaur fan you know yeah. um yeah it's just exciting seeing people get excited about the thing you made <laughs> the beauty of chihuahua was it was a pretty fast game there's a you could pay play pretty quickly is how is that about for paleo as well so as far as the total game time, um, they're about the same. It takes about 45-ish minutes to play PaleoVet, but it's a very different tone. So um, Chiriscaria is very, uh, very take that, very, you know, attack your friends, mess with each other, kind of yeah. loud and rambunctious, rambunctious kind of game. PaleoVet's a little more chill. It's a little bit more like managing your own strategy and working to help, you know, the dinosaurs in your hospital. And there's a little bit of player interaction but not as much. It's way more of a kind of laid back kind of just problem solving kind of game. So it's got a very different tone to it. Um, I think we definitely have some crossover between players because they're both sort of like light and easy to learn um, games and they play fairly quickly, you know, as, as board games go. But um, it definitely has a different tone. Has that helped with creating, you said there's a solo version coming out as well, uh, it, certainly if you get hit the certain stretch goal. Has it helped the fact that you kind of have your own little hospital, your own thing you're working on to create a solo version of this? Definitely. The solo version, actually, once I got the sort of math worked out about it, wasn't too difficult to build. Um, you know, certain games just lend themselves to solo gaming more than others. Like Swiss Korea just would not work as a solo <laughs> game. Just, there's no way. No, you, don't I have, well, you have other people sitting at the table. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah, it doesn't work, but this one does. It actually works really well. That's that's exciting, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing. And what what stretch goal is that at? That I think I will have to double check yeah. the page really quick, but I've got it up here. Because so I know there's a lot of interest in solo games, uh, especially when when the pandemic hit. A lot of people mm-hmm. were kind of stuck in their homes, and you just there's some games you just can't pick up and start playing by yourself. There is. Um, and we wanted to get it, you know, as quickly as possible, but we definitely had to make it a stretch goal because, mm-hmm. you know, with that low goal we're setting, we wanted to keep the base version just as, you know, as inexpensive as possible so that we can make sure that we, we hit that. But I think we'll hit this one too. Um, solo modes coming in um, if we raise 17500 Okay. 
You yeah. should be able to. If you were hitting 10 with Chihuahua and you guys were ba- – Absurdus was basically an unknown. Now you guys are actually got some backing and some, some, some popularity. Yeah, I feel pretty confident about it. You know. Yeah, so you've been you've been playtesting it, and I get the reaction's been pretty good about it. Yeah, everybody seems to have liked it a lot. Um, we get a lot of people who it it's really interesting to see people um, kind of look at it, and it looks really simple, and it's got this really sort of bright um, art on it, and they start playing it, and it takes them a couple rounds, um, but you know, after five ten minutes, people people learn it really fast, and then they start to realize the choices that are in there, the strategy, and they start going, oh wait. There's a lot more to this than just rolling dice. There's a lot of choices. And they start thinking about all the different ways they can go, okay, well, should I get this dinosaur? Should I get that dinosaur? Should I focus on this one? Should I get an upgrade now? Or should I wait and do that later? You know, um, and it's really cool seeing how people kind of realize that there's a lot more strategy to it. Um, Another cool thing about it, though, is that we've made it so that it's really accessible to people of all kinds of different abilities. So even if you have young children or uh, people that don't, um, you know, don't read, you know, English very well uh, you can just leave off the upgrade cards or even leave off the the abilities on the dinosaurs and come with a really simple matching game that takes some of the complexity out of it makes it a little bit faster to learn and also makes it really accessible for young players um, so we've had people with you know with kids come in and be really excited about it and also just adults really excited about it and it's, it's really cool to see that it can have such a broad appeal there does you do you have an age I mean, most most games have some kind of an age beginning and Right. So on the box, it's going to say uh, 14 to 65 million. Okay. <laughs> every age limit. Um, but if you play the alternate versions, um, we've had kids as young as I think seven play it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 14 actually almost seems a little bit old because I mean, I, I've known 10, 11 year olds who could easily, you know, play right. games that I can't even can't, can't even. And do. that's got more to do with the types of components and things that are in the box right. rather than the difficulty of the game. Yeah, it's it's a it's a legal threshold as opposed to a uh, realistic threshold. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, uh, and to make sure that you you probably also make sure that you've got an adult there. Yeah, right. What else, are you guys working on? Anything else right now? We are. Yeah. So um, I've also been working on um, a game, Winter Rabbit, that I've been working on for a very long time. Uh, last year it won second prize in the Zenobia awards. So I'm really proud of that. And I'm working with a, um, I'm working with another publisher right now to get that finished and hopefully get that out to market. So, um, that's something that I'm working on. Um, I've got a couple of RPG projects that I'm, that I'm working on here Mm -hmm. and there, and hopefully one of those will be, um, possibly our next up. And then Dave, you want to tell them about espionage? Yeah, so I've been working on a uh, spy-themed game called Espionage for, uh, well, really about the last three years. I, it's between COVID and then focusing on Paleo Vet and uh, Winter Rabbit with Will. I've It's kind of had several sections where it's gone to the back burner, mm-hmm. but uh, it's very nearly ready to go. Um, I'm actually looking at a couple of different design contests coming up this year that I'm thinking about submitting it to. Um, and you know, from there, we may publish it or I may submit it to some other publishers. We'll mm-hmm. see. And then, uh, like Will, I've got a couple of RPG projects I'm working on as well. So uh, we are gearing up to, after Paleo Vet successfully funds, knock on wood, um, the uh, next uh, Kickstarter zine quest will be, uh, I believe, early next year. So we, we plan on having at least one, possibly two RPG zines to uh, launch for that. 
Yeah, you guys had your RPG uh, zines going on Kickstarter. Uh, did, where where can people find those right now if they wanted to pick those up? So those, um, as well as uh, Shriskaria, are on our website, absurdistproductions.com. Um, for the RPG stuff, you can get either a physical copy or a PDF copy, and the PDF's a little cheaper. Um, you can actually also get the PDFs on itch.io and drive-through RPG. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. Oh, we'd love yep. drive through RPG. That's a great source for creators who. It really is, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you, otherwise you're going out to actual cons and trying to sell them in person. It just takes forever, and this way you can reach everybody around the world. Though we uh, we did really well with the zines at SoonerCon. We sold mm-hmm. a whole lot of them. Yeah, I'm not like surprised. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Where where else are you guys going to be? If, is there going to be any place that people like your people can see you next? I don't think we have uh, anything on the schedule just yet, but right. we definitely will be. If you follow us on social media and stuff, we'll be announcing those things as they come up. Yep. So, you know, we have Twisted Lords coming up. Do you know about oh, this? I, I don't know about oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, in the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of July. So it's pretty quick. I don't know if they've, uh, but it's, oh, yeah. it's just, it is just a gaming convention. Oh, uh, they they uh, we had them on our show. Uh, I think it was the last week or so, but they are just a gaming convention, RPG, uh, tabletop, uh, the strategy, strategic, strategic type right. games, uh, those those kinds of games. So I don't know. You guys might want to look at Twisted Lords, and I think I I got in touch with them. They said they still had tables. So okay, well I'll definitely take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going down at the Reed Center in Midwest City. So hopefully, you guys, I'll be there on Sunday of that. So hopefully, you guys can come down there and we can all try out your, your game. I think that's fantastic. Plus, well, you're right, and right as your Kickstarter is going on. So yeah. hand over your phone. Say, hey, now go onto your phone and, and sign up <laughs> for a Kickstarter. Yes, that would be wonderful. Excellent. I'm sorry, Dave. David, you have something else? No, no. Uh, yeah, if we, if we can get... If if uh, it works out schedule wise, we might be there because yeah, get, getting people right there in person to sign up for the Kickstarter would be great. Yeah, that's fantastic. And people can t- test your game. How do they do that on uh, on online? So right now, um, what I would have you do is go to our website, go to absurdistproductions.com, and if you go to the slash paleovet, or there's, a, there's a big giant link at the top of the banner. You'll go to the paleovet page, and from there. Um, there's a link to download the rule book. There's a link to find the tabletop simulator mod, and there is a way to sign up on our mailing list. So you will be notified uh, of news and when the game launches and things like that. So that's the best way to find all of the resources is just to go to our website mm-hmm. and click on that big paleo vet button. Yeah. And that's also got like some sure to the Kickstarter for when it launches on Tuesday. Yep. And you Absolutely. can sign up. Can you sign up on Kickstarter right now? Usually there's a little button remind yep. me type of thing. There is a preview page up and you can go there and sign up and I can give you the link for that as well. What's that link? Let's see. It is, well, it's like a kind of a long. Oh, that's like, true. It's just yeah, go, it's go kind to of a long pay, Kickstarter and search paleo vet. I'm sure it's going to yeah. pop right up. So uh, in fact, I, I think I did that recently and I, and yeah, it just, it, it's easier to search because yeah, Kickstarter doesn't do what some of the other sites do where it puts your name in there, like kickstarter.com slash paleo vet. It's just, a random amount of numbers so but you can yeah. find them all at absurdistproductions.com yes and there's a link to that coming to that kickstarter coming soon page on that site as well good deal good deal and where can people is it, people find you on twitter and facebook instagram all that yep so on twitter we are 
at Absurdist Prod. Um, on Instagram, we are Absurdist Productions. And on Facebook, we are also Absurdist Productions. Fantastic. Guys, uh, fantastic. Anything else you want to make sure and, and mention before we take off? Uh, I think that's about it. But thank you for having us on. And I'm absolutely excited to... Uh, uh, to get this thing off the ground and yeah. I hope everybody's excited as excited about it as I am. Yeah. Yep. If you love if you love board games, you love dinosaurs, please back us on July 19th. That's next uh, Tuesday. Next Tuesday. We're excited <laughs> about it. Let's see how quickly we can get that one to goal and even on onto the stretch goals. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have something going on? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with William Thompson and David Thomas, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Thank you.